Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshi Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. How are you guys? Hope you're good. I trust God for you that ways will be opened for you in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that this week will be your week of glad tidings on all sides in the name of Jesus. You will have excess answers in the name of Jesus. I'm so grateful for the gift of you. Thank you for everything that you do for me and my ministry. Beloved of God, for the month of November, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started last week by examining the life of Father Abraham, right? And our concluding no, not concluding. Uh, should I say our uh, anchor point has been blessed to be a blessing, right? And to be honest, when it comes to the life of Abraham, we can literally get hundreds of anchor points, hundreds of themes, hundreds of motivational um, words that we can use to couch our understanding of Father Abraham's life because indeed this man is one of the men that not only stood for God in their generation but also showed us that if they can do it we can do much more and why we can do much more is because we we are coming from the place of grace we are coming from the ministry of the Holy Spirit we are coming from the authority that we have in the name of Jesus so whatever Abraham did we are enabled to do much more, right? So it means that if Abraham sacrificed a lot, we are also enabled to do what? To do much more. If he enjoyed a lot, we also have the capacity to also enjoy a lot. And last week we saw how um, when God calls you and the call is great, it also means that the responsibility will also be great. We talked about how every call is a call to separation. And I reiterated the fact that separation doesn't always have to be, you know, you going from one place to the other physically. But of course, you have to move. Your idiosyncrasies have to move. Your ways of life have to move. Something definitely must change about you when the call of God comes upon your life. We also... Um, talked about how Father Abraham's um, blessing further shows us that when God blesses us, he doesn't stop on us. It is a call on us to also do what in turn pay it forward, right? So when somebody gives you something, you should not enjoy that place of of you receiving every time. Don't be convenient. Don't be comfortable being a recipient every time. When you're receiving, let it be at the back of your mind that this is another, you know, call for me to extend this hand. And it also always doesn't have to be in the magnitude of what you've received, right? Maybe you don't have enough. Maybe you don't have that much to give. But you definitely have something that somebody else doesn't have. And you can be generous with what you have. Amen. Lord of God, today we'll continue from there. And would, you know, would learn. 
One thing that also resonates with me with the life of Abraham is the fact that he was ready for the call, right? He wasn't grumbling. He wasn't being reluctant. He wasn't thinking about it. He wasn't test running God's call over his life. He wasn't running it by, you know, his spouse or anything, right? We must know. That's why marriage is very, very important. Because when God's call comes upon your life, it is superior to, you know, opinions, to human opinions. So why marriage should be important to us is so that when God's call comes upon our lives for anything, our spouse, like Sarah, is ever ready to move with us. Not a spouse that we say, ah, it was only you that God called you. God did not call me right or i am not interested or that city that you're going into i don't like it or that business you want to venture into i'm not interested or that or this new career that you want to start i'm not interested you have to be with somebody that recognizes the place of submission to the will of god submission to the instruction of god so when god's call comes upon your life your spouse is as ready as you are because I'm sure that that is one of the things that, you know, Abraham benefited from. He didn't have to convince his wife. He didn't have to convince her about what God has, you know, told him. About the place that God has told him to go to. And we definitely saw how God also blessed his wife. Because remember, you are blessed to be a blessing. Another thing that we can learn from Abraham's call is the fact that when God calls you, you have to be swift. You have to be ready to move. Now, you know, we talked about readiness. That one is like mental readiness, spiritual readiness, where you know that you are at a lot. God sees you that you are ready, like you are prepared the things he wants to commit into your hands, he has seen you that you have you have mastered it, you have prepared yourself, you have positioned yourself. I think that's the better word. You have positioned yourself to receive that instruction. So when he calls you, you can hear, you can decipher his voice in the in the in the in the midst of multitude because your spiritual man is in alignment. Now that is one kind of readiness. Now the other kind of readiness, when I mean swift, is that when God calls you, when God's call come up upon your life, when God's call comes upon your life, rather, you are ready to do it ASAP. Because God would always give you instructions and he would always back that instruction up with the when and the how, right? So when God's instruction comes to you for a now, for a now moment, you are ready to act upon it ASAP. Now, we saw how when God called Abraham, he, he, he wasn't seeking advice to say, ah, please, without this place, how is it? How is the weather condition like? He didn't even care. He, 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 he didn't even have full knowledge. Now, that is also another, another lesson. When God calls us, we might not be privy to the entire information. In fact, when God gives instruction, he hardly ever gives you a total package instruction where there is instruction 1 to 100 that, you know, you are... Every time, he releases to you according to the measure of, you know, willingness, readiness, obedience, capacity that he has given to you. Right? So when God sees your capacity 
and you know it launches you out into what is taking you to it gives you that instruction that your capacity your current capacity can take god is not going to launch you into a place where his power has not gone ahead of god is not going to commit into your hands something that he himself has not been a party to because you know he is the beginning and the end so he knows the beginning and is already you know in the tomorrow so that place god is sending you to he was there already he has settled the place he has configured the land he has consecrated the place for you so when you come into the place you start to flourish you start to bloom and it looks like there is something special that you're doing no you're not doing anything special you are only walking in alignment now in this one point i have been able to you know spread my tentacles into more points can you understand me do you understand me rather so as i was saying we have to be swift. When the instruction comes for now, we can't say, I will do it tomorrow. I will do it next tomorrow. Do you understand? It has to be done ASAP. Now, when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, Abraham didn't say, please, can he get to age 18? Can he can he have a child first? Maybe after he has a child, hey, you can now take him. She be me, I will not have. It wasn't neg- Abraham was not bargaining with God. It wasn't negotiating. And I know that many of us, we do it. Even I am guilty. We try to negotiate our way out of obedience. We, we try to see if we can. This is not a marketplace. Right? Your relationship with God is not a marketplace. You are not in Ojaoba. So when God gives you an instruction, it is not your responsibility to now start to you know negotiate because trust me when god is calling you for something there is capacity for you to do that thing even if you look the least qualified now when god anointed david he didn't look like a king material yes he had the gate he had the stature he had the you know the face he looked he looked handsome right anybody that saw david even the bible recorded it that david looked handsome but there was nothing in his curriculum vitae that looked like he was, you know, king material because he was an ordinary shepherd. What he has been known for all his life is to lead sheep. So when he was getting that anointing to be a king, he wasn't from a royal background. He didn't have any internship done. He doesn't. He didn't have any, you know, anything to his to his to his portfolio to say. Oh, since he had been able to do these things, then this just makes sense that he would also have capacity to do that. No, even as unseeming as David looked, when God consecrated David to be a king, when God anointed David to be a king, God was giving him capacity to be that, even though physically he didn't look like king material. But if you read through First Samuel, you will see that all through David's exploits, while he was serving under Saul, there was just something about him because he wasn't operating on his own capacity. He was operating on the capacity on, of who had sent him. Do you understand? So when God gives you an instruction, don't reason it out. Don't try to negotiate your way out of it. Don't try to cut corners. I know that we try to do it a lot. God, okay, what if this and we do it a lot? Even I am guilty. But I'm encouraging somebody today. That when God's instruction comes to you, it doesn't have to make sense. Remember I said it earlier. It doesn't even have to be complete. Many times it will not be complete. God will just give you air and there and air and there. It is when you walk a journey. God, God doesn't do once and for all projects where... 
is done and is done. No, your life is a journey with God. Our lives are journeys with God. So when God journeys with a man, it takes you through a process. And we know that life will not end in a second. So what God is sending you to do is not going to, you know, there will not turn over in a day or in a month. It is a process. But daily as you live, often as you breathe, your life is an expression of his grace. So that when you look back, everything comes together. Every piece, every instruction, every, every direction, everything that God has told you, everything that you've done, your actions and your inactions, everything comes together. And then it makes sense at the end of you know, your stay here, why you had to do all those things, why you had to walk through the wilderness, why you had to listen, why you had to divert, why you had to digress. Do you understand? So, it, it doesn't have to make sense. Now, I remember we, we spoke about common sense in 2020. And one of the things I said in 2020 was the fact that in this kingdom, we don't rely on common sense because common sense will tell you a bed at hand is better than thousands in the forest. God gave you this one now. He's now saying, kill him. And you, we, you know, that's normal understanding that we have that uh, we can't ask God questions. Though. So if God now kills this child now, what will now happen? There will be nothing. Abraham didn't give time for second guessing. He didn't give time for him to think about it. You know, some people will like that word. Let me think about it. You know, let me, th- we, we say think about it like we would actually think about it, whereas it's just an excuse, you know, to avoid that conversation. So from the life of Abraham, we know that when God is speaking and the time frame for that instruction is a now, there is no later. There is no, I will think about it. There is no, I will, I will brood or I will pray about it because who are you praying to? They give out the instruction. Do we understand Another lesson that we will learn from the life of Father Abraham is that we have to be careful of who we take advice from. Now, let me explain. If Abraham, after having the child... If he had thought for a second, like, let me ask my wife. We don't know, but we never can tell. If he had said, oh, Sarah, I will be going somewhere to sacrifice this child. Or if he had even told his, his servants that followed him up to the point where they stopped that, mm, as we are going here, in case you are hearing a shout, don't worry, it is Isaac's uh, shout because I'm about to slaughter him. It is possible that one of them would have said, ha, Oh God, don't do that to her. How are you even sure it's God's voice? Are you, how are you, have you let us, you know how some people will say, this cannot be God, I reject it in Jesus' name. You know, once it does not, you know, tally with what we have on our minds, we are swift to say it's not God's voice. So we want to cast and bind. It's possible that one of them might have advised him to cast and bind that spirit, telling him to go and kill his child. I'm imagining what the, what the newspaper um, publication would have been if he had happened. Imagine a pastor shooting his child, 
and saying to the public that God told me to shoot my child. I am sure that many of us will not even, you know, listen to what he's trying to say. Because how does it make sense that you are about to do this? Right? So, in the multitude of that instruction, in the multitude of advice for that instruction, rather, it is possible that our hearts might be, you know, might be shaking. Is it not possible that it is, like, has it not happened to you before that you would be determined to do something and you will be sure that that thing is what you're supposed to do? But the moment you run it by, you know, a friend or or you start to research or give it time to think, Yes, there are times that that actually works. I'm just saying there are times that even though you, you were sure that this is what you were supposed to do, it still happened to me recently. By the time I, you know, I asked questions, I'm like, okay, am I really sure that this, was, this is what I wanted to do? So if Abraham had run that instruction by his wife, his servants, his friends, his family members, it's possible that one person would have said, no way. You're not go- we will not let you do this. When did you hear it? And who knows what that you know what 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 that would have would have ended up being? It's possible that Abraham would have stood his ground, right? But that would have delayed the process. Instead of him being swift about what God has said and acting on it ASAP, it would have taken him time to you know try to get his way out of that mess. So we have to be careful when God gives us an instruction. I think it is just right for us to also, you know, ask him who he would want us to share that information with, who he would want us to get advice from. Now, it doesn't mean that these people are evil. You might say, don't tell your mom yet or don't tell your pastor yet. It doesn't mean that your pastor is evil or is, it's just that God wants to see how well you listen. God wants to see how well you obey because if he says, don't tell your mom, and you still go ahead and tell your mom. So if you are not, remember the Bible says, if you are faithful in little, then you are faithful in much. God does not judge faithfulness by how big of a thing that we do, right? He doesn't judge sacrifice. He doesn't judge commitment by how, how weighty what you are committed to is. If you are committed to sweeping the church, you are committed as somebody that is, you know, preaching. Do you understand? So whatever you are committed to, God sees it as a big deal. God, God, um, what's this English word? God, is it, oh, I'm trying to, like God gives credence. He gives, um, value, right? I I can't remember that word exactly. I can't remember that adjective exactly. He amplifies. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God amplifies our input. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. God's grace will amplify it so much so that it will look like you're doing something big. Right? So when God gives us an instruction and we can't, you know, obey a simple, you know, sub-instruction to say, don't share it yet. Or don't take advice on this person. But because we feel like, oh, this person is wise now. Ah, this person is loaded. This person is... That we, 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 we allow ourselves you know, to do what we are not supposed to do, God will probably be wondering if he cannot even take this simple instruction. What is the probability that he's going to do more than this if something as basic as don't tell, he has peeled already? 
before we close today, I want to reinforce this lesson that your instructions will not come clearly. Now, when it came to Abraham, God didn't tell him, go to this land where you take, you know, when, when you get to roundabout, turn left. That roundabout, you will not take a bus. God said, a land I will show you. Abraham fully trusted that God was going to show him the land. I'm imagining somebody coming up today to say, oh, I am about to venture into something. People ask him, oh, what? And he says, I don't have the details yet. God said he's going to show me. I want to imagine the stairs and the looks on people's eyes like, ah, is this plain? What is this? You don't know yet, but you, you're about to resign from your well-paying job or you're about to start this new venture and you don't even know what you're going to sell. And God is just saying, register this business name with CAC. And then when you are being asked, what is the... Um, what are the products, what are the services that this business will be rendering? And God says, put general services there. Put importing and exporting there. You're wondering, I have no, I have no um, experience with import, but God says to put it there. It's possible that your lawyer or anybody that's registering for you would say, oh, okay, so you've read me, and you are saying, no, I've never done it. I want to imagine how, how, how you will be perceived but like we said earlier, it doesn't have to make sense and it doesn't have to come complete. Remember that Abraham went ahead. That means that everywhere he was going, he was being told of God, turn left, turn right. Remember that he doesn't know the place. Maybe if he knew the place, he would have asked around, please, which, which way would I take or what way would I take if I'm going to Ojaoba? But he doesn't even know where he's going. So it means that for every step, he had to you know, ensure that he was receiving from God. God, what should I do? You are turn left, turn right. You are pause. You are sleep over here. You are wake up again. You get, it was, you know how in sang Abraham must have been with God. That he got to where he was supposed to, go to, to get to rather just by obeying God. Just by letting his inner witness bear him. Not by letting his inner man rather bear him witness. How many of us are willing to go blindly? How many of us are willing to step out of our comfort zones? Because nothing happens in the place of comfort. I've said it before. Nothing grows in the place of comfort zone. Where you are most comfortable, nothing is going to grow because you are, you are already comfortable now. So what, what else do you need? But it is in the shaking. It is in the pruning. It is in the journey. It is in the process that God uses to refine us, to bring out the best out of us. Remember that the best of God is in the future. So it means that every day, you're one step closer to being a better version of yourself. There can't be a better yesterday for you because you are a child of God. Love of God, I call you blessed. Bye.